I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Ooh. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Before we get into the topic for the day, let's check out what we're working on this week. Tina? I am closing in on the end. Of you are the so close. Ingles sweater <laughs> by Boylan Networks, uh, at least for the body. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Last time I measured, I was officially measured. I was two inches away. Uh, I'm pretty Ooh. sure I am like an inch and a half, if not an inch away at this yeah, point. Yeah, you're like right there. Uh, yeah. I just, well, it's not, it's technically not, I'll, I won't be at the border. I'm just going to be. So the back of the sweater has like a flap, so it covers my butt. Nice, which which I like. I so like that. I have to do some short rows in the back just mm-hmm. to lengthen it, and yep. then I get to do the border. So ah. it this is getting to the short rows, and so what? But the short rows are going to go fast. Yeah. So it's just a little butt flap. Mm, little, just a butt flap. Yes. <laughs> But I am using uh, string NYC Dolcetto DK in gray, dark gray, and red. Meg? Um, I am almost done with the third pattern uh, repeat section of my Sundrop Pullover by Laura Ayler. After this, there's just one more pattern repeat, and that's the hem. And then I get to do the sleeves. And I am working with Dragon Horde Yarn uh, Gnome Tweed Fingering Weight in the colorway Fairy Yule Tree. Beautiful. Jess? I am on the final sleeve of the Sweater of Swords by Dear Ingenue. Um, and I am using Critical Hit Dyes yarn uh, in the Weight Ranger on Vishka and Morganus. Your death god. That, yeah. that sweater is like phenomenal. Thank you. I'm sorry. It's just like so the fact happy. that you got it done so fast and the colorways are like, that's good. Good sweater. Just... Yeah, it looks like stained glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. No, the, the colors really help because I'm like, ooh, I want to see it. I want to see more. Knit up. It's beautiful. You're doing a really good job. Thank you. Be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com, for more information as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. Hyperfixation is fun. Hyperfixation is fun. Are you stuck on something, Drea? I am so stuck on so many different things right now. It's not even funny. Um, And none of them are knitting. Oh, no. I know. It happens. Isn't there like, don't I have a sad trombone now? Yeah, you do. It's not Thank knitting. You. It's not <laughs> knitting. It's not knitting. But you know what? I think we're going to talk about how that's okay. Like, because that is okay. I know that we have covered knitting funks in the past, and I know that we've talked about taking a step back and uh, when to move forward. Like, I'm not bored. I'm not. I'm not bored. It's just I have other things that I want to be doing. There's still craft things, and I think that is more than fine. Um, you know, when you're a crafter and when you have um, an idea, 
and problems focusing. Yeah, but what you're, I, I heard from a little birdie that what you're focused on is a craft thing, right? It is a craft thing. So. It's super exciting. Can I share my craft thing? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. So uh, this past weekend, uh, Frank and I were thrifting and tag sailing. And uh, I have been looking for a few weeks now for like the perfect desk, the perfect desk. And guess what? On Facebook Marketplace, it showed up the perfect desk. For how much? It was ten dollars. Oh, have to hold that. Sorry. <laughs> it was ten dollars. It's uh, it's a really old roll top desk that is in perfect condition. Well, not perfect condition. It's in decent condition. Um, and I'm going to refinish it. Noise. I'm just so stoked. So I don't have room in my head for knitting or fiber arts because all of my focus has been drawn to this desk that I'm going to be refinishing this weekend. I'm so excited to sand that thing (laughs) (laughs) and paint that thing. And um, well, your mask. Yes, we picked up masks. Good. Yeah, but I'm just so stoked. Listen, I, I can't knit. I, I need to like put all of this energy into like when doing a physical activity. Craft. You gotta do it. Yeah, it's a different craft, but I think that's fine. I mean, the hyperfixation can also be for knitting sometimes. So, oh, it definitely is for knitting sometimes. I know that I have cranked through projects really fast when I've been hyper focused on knitting. I mean, I mean. That's, that's what I'm that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was say, that's what you're uh, doing right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Start, when, did you st- when did you start that shawl? March 17th. Sweater. On Sweater. St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. I remembered you said it was the 17th. I just couldn't remember which oh. month. Because she said she wanted to finish it by Mariel's birthday. I did. So. So you're doing essentially a sweater in three months. Yes. Jesus. I know. <laughs> And granted, I got hyper fixated off of it for a little bit, but only like a day or so here or there. Um, And it's always come back. And I've just been like, no, I got to do that sweater because I want it. Um, And that like never happened. So I'm like, you know what? The fixation is there. Use it. Because it so rarely works in your favor. It's true. It so rarely works in your favor. No, that's really... That's really, really true. <laughs> it's like, I know I should be doing this thing, and my hyper-focus is on something completely just not that. <laughs> do you ever yell at yourself? Yeah. All the it time. It doesn't do anything. I did that on, so I had um, forgot, to, I forgot to take my medication, I think it was Monday morning or something, um, and it, maybe it wasn't Monday. Maybe it was that last was week. That was last week. I think it was last yeah. week, yeah. And so I forgot to take it. And then I was like yelling at myself while I was walking through my house. I was like, no, you're going to get a glass of water. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I kept like diverting to like the laundry room. I was like, no, we're getting water. Well, what about you guys? Do you guys work with your hyperfixation or do you guys um, fight it? There's I feel, no I feel like I'm fighting it. I know. I feel like I fight it a lot. And I think that's why I'm like dragging my feet and feeling so terrible about um, falling down on my knitting. Because I do feel bad. It's not a job. I know it's not a job. You don't owe anybody a finished project. That is true. It's not something like, I can understand if like you were knitting for a job or you have a test knit deadline or something like that, but you don't owe anybody that finished shawl. 
Like that is that true. You weren't even making it for any of you weren't right. I for am. Any, but they it? don't they don't know that they're getting it. Oh, oh so. it's for a person. Yeah, it's for okay. a person. So okay. So it's not like it's got a hard and fast deadline. I I don't have ADHD, but I do have compulsion. And um I don't fight compulsion. There are some that I try to kind of move away from because they're maybe detrimental, but um I kind of find it's more it's better to just kind of go with the flow and let it happen. If my brain is not on knitting, I'm not going to open Ravelry and hold my eyelids open like in Clockwork <laughs> Orange and be like, you will look at patterns until you want to do something. That's silly. Nobody it does. Nobody. Awful. I hope nobody <laughs> does that. I really hope nobody does that because it, it's just but but we're laughing about how ridiculous that is. And it's kind of the same thing. Like why if you are excited about something, be it refinishing your desk or building some Legos or watching TV or going to the park or, you know, if there's something that you want to do, buying new clothes or you're fixated on some new TV show or something like that, like anything like you don't necessarily have to do that thing, but why just, just let yourself immerse in it. I have noticed this with Jess every single time she starts to hyperfixate on something. Like, it, it, she will spend weeks. That'll be the only thing that she'll Google on her phone. That will be the only thing she talks about. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing she wants to <laughs> shop for. And you just got to let it ride. You know, and when she gets in that mood, I'm not like, you know, you really do have that sweater you should be knitting. <laughs> because there's no you point know, that's actually a, a valid point yeah because i would never sit here and tell jess that <laughs> she didn't finish something and you should be doing this thing instead like i would never do that to you but i do that to me yeah and you shouldn't i know the only thing i will say the only caveat is when I see her looking at really expensive shit for her new okay, hyperfixation, okay, I'm like, maybe, maybe <laughs> to be we fair, try it out first. When it is an expensive thing, I do have like a hard stop in my head you about do. the expense. So I will just research the hell out of it until I realize I either, okay, yes, I still want to do this and get the expensive thing. Or I'm like, eh, I'm bored with this now before yeah. I even buy anything I, for I it. I never and have <laughs> to tell her not to do it. It's just more of a, like, I see her looking at something that's, like, you know, like the $500 Rivendell Lego Listen, set. Listen, okay. I'm like, I know you love I it. it I know I you love I'm it. I'm not going out and buying it. But that's like, a lot of money. <laughs> I know. You know, things like that. But I never, I'm like, okay, I need to take her credit card away because, oh my God, she's not adult enough no. to know. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, no, we are, we tend to be a lot harder on ourselves than than we are on our friends and you know you would never come to me or tina or jess and say like oh you're uh you're doing that thing yeah, that's a, <laughs> a sweater in that project bag that you haven't finished yet what's going on with that yeah i would never do that to you, you would guys. never do that because that's such a mean nasty thing to do it really is it is nasty yeah it, it's kind of like going up to somebody and being like wow you chose that haircut today. <laughs> it's such a, it's just a mean thing to say. And you you would never do it. That's so true. but we do it and, and I do it to I realize the irony of me talking about this because I think I'm the meanest person to myself that anybody could be. Me too. So, yes. So same. 
Can I just say that, um, so I've been off social media for like a month now, maybe, or more, um, it completely, like no Insta, no Facebook, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the compulsion to criticize myself in the speed that I'm finishing my projects is like pretty much gone. I don't, I don't feel any pressure to do my sweater. I have like a, a kind of a, a note in my head that like, ooh, maybe this Rhinebeck, I can wear this sweater. That would be cool. Mm. But other than that, like, no You're pressure, comparing no hard yourself to anybody. There's nothing yeah. to compare. I'm I'm seeing my, you guys, I see you guys working on your stuff. Now that I see just finishing her sweater, now I kind of <laughs> want to finish mine. Yeah, no, um, I kind of feel that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, but yeah, I don't feel... <laughs> I think there was kind of this unhealthy pr- sense of production that came out of a lot of accounts where they were just pumping out patterns and pumping out finished objects. And, and it's just, it was like almost every week there was like three or four or five things like coming out from a single person. And I'm like, how is this happening? Like, yeah. this is impossible. It kills your own drive. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, there's one, in, I'm not, I won't call them out, but there is one in particular and I, and I love her patterns, but she will like, she'll make a pattern collection in like two weeks. That's impressive. It's, no, it's in, yeah. it's extremely impressive. I mean, if you and they're not like the same thing over and over again. Like mm-hmm. they're they're mostly garments, and they really do look different. They have mm-hmm. different construction. Yeah. Um. But I've also seen videos of her knitting, and it is the speed of light. It is insane. Some people are really fast. How fast she fast is. Yeah. Um. Even with uh Portuguese style or English, I still I'm at a pretty like that's my speed. Yeah. I, I'm not going any faster than that. Um, English tends to be slower. Yeah. Continental tends to be faster. Mm. English is a slow. Is a slow. Knit. I do find that the Portuguese is a bit is a bit faster. Um. I think I'm just um. I I also find that my tension's completely different with Portuguese, so I have to, if I start one project English, it has to finish English. I can't flip it in between, uh, because I tried to do that here, and then I had to pull out a row, because I was like, whoa, that does not look right at all. (laughs) It was like in the middle of the body, and I'm like, that doesn't look good. But yeah, I I don't know if it's a social media thing. I mean, that would make sense uh, as to why that pressure is gone for me, but um, I, I just don't like... I'm not mad at myself for how fast or slow I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing the knitting when I can do it, when I feel like it, and that's it. Some non-knitting related kind of anecdote to go with that. Um, there was actually a, a study done years ago um, in the the island of, of Fiji before they got media that um, it used to be like a compliment to say like, oh, you've gained weight. You know, you look you look really good. You've gained weight. Um, and then they got television and the number of people that started, uh, developing eating disorders, like quadrupled the minute that there was media on the Island and the pressure when there is that outside pressure to perform in a certain way or be a certain way, people do absorb that. And it becomes less, it's, it's not even like, even if it's not directed at you of like, I have to, I have to be like this we tend to internalize that person is doing this. Why am I not doing that? Mm. And that can be really detrimental, even if it's not the like, you know, people aren't going around in public being like, I'm doing this. Why are you not that good? 
but we tend to internalize that for better or worse. Yeah, when, we, tell, we tell ourselves that that is what other everybody else is saying to us. Correct. Yeah. Even though that is totally wrong. And yeah. Even though realistically, the person that you think is doing so well is probably saying the same exact thing to oh, themselves. Yeah. yeah. Because they ha- have why seen somebody that else good? that they're like, why am I not as good as that? Um, there's actually, uh, I don't remember what the short story is called, but it's actually kind of that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And they're actually looking at each other. And constantly going, why can't I? Why can't I? Why can't yeah. I? And then at the end of the story, they meet on the same train station mm-hmm. and bump into each other. And they, and you know, it's somehow the conversation turns into that. And they both realize that they've been obsessing over each other. Mm-hmm. And like it kind of ends with this like, why? Why are we doing that? Like, yeah. that's silly. Um, I, I always, yeah, it's just interesting how that kind of works. But, um, I, I, I the comparison is is a beast in its own. So um, I think if if you just kind of sit with yourself and enjoy what you're doing, rather than focusing on how fast you can do it or how well you can do it or just just do it because you just doing it is better than 95 percent of society that just thinks about doing something and just doesn't do, do it. it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. The social media thing, though, too, I think does depend because honestly, I I don't keep up with my Instagram probably as much as I could and I forget to post for days. But for me, it's kind of nice for me to be like, oh, yeah, I haven't posted in a while. I'm going to like post this random thing that I did and I'm happy with. And it's kind of nice to see other people even just put in a little heart thing on there. And it's like, oh, they think it's cool, too. And... I don't know. So, no, so I it agree depends. Like you're, you're like, oh, cool. Other people think this is neat as well. And I, I think to an extent, like, depend- again, you have to be careful because you don't want it to turn into an obsession or a, oh, this thing only got, you know, 20 likes and this other thing got like 60. And you don't want to turn into do- a, to a, um, I need to perform for these yes. people. Yes, you don't want it to definitely. turn into that. But if you are just sort of like, yay, other people kind well, of like nice this Well, it's nice to be acknowledged. Thing, it's-, it's nice for people to like, to, to feel like people are, saying you did something good yeah that's a natural human gotta follow that dopamine so yeah so but it is so it's like trying to find that happy medium like you don't want to turn it into a performance a where you're judging yourself if you can't get the stuff out but you can use it to like if you are you know there are some times where i'm like oh i'm kind of feeling like bled this week and i'll throw something up there i'm like okay yay other people think this is cool and it just gives you that little bit of a of a boost and um, in some cases it does help me get out of like little funks if I'm like I, yeah I actually have no idea what I want to do right now um, I think ingesting the feed and ingesting the feedback are two very different things like what you're talking about is super positive mm-hmm. and I agree it like when I post and somebody but like if you're not necessarily like if you're focused instead of on your own posts and like what people are saying about your own stuff rather than like um, going and scrolling through mindlessly on the feed and seeing everybody else's accomplishments, so-called accomplishments or what they're doing mm-hmm. and then making the comparison are two very different things. Yes. Um, but, and so I think if you're focused in the aspect that Jess is talking about, it's totally healthy because that's just, you know, as long as like you mentioned. Creators sharing yeah. their creations. Yeah, guys. yeah. But the but the comparison, yeah, when you're on the feed side of it is um, where it can get you. How are you guys all dealing with your hyperfixations? Like when they hit? Well, for me, um, I've been besides dealing with the medical part of it, 
Um, I have this app that I use called Motion, and it's an AI-generated schedule. So you put a bunch of things that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. and you put like you can put a hard deadline, you can put a soft deadline, you can put no deadline, you could whatever, and it generates what you're going to do for that day. And it helps you basically finish things on the deadlines that you have set. So I have been using that for a lot of my knitted projects. And sometimes it helps because um, if I'm feeling low about the fact that, oh, I really don't want to do the sweater today, Mm -hmm. I, I can look at my motion. And sometimes it's like, don't touch your sweater for like six days. You need to do these things instead. I'm like, sweet. (laughs) <laughs> I have other stuff to do. Um, but then like it, 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 the, the nice part about it is too, is if I do want to do a session with the sweater, so it like breaks up. So say you, you say a, a sweater takes you 80 hours, you can mm-hmm. break it up into hour chunks. So every time you accomplish an hour on the sweater, you can check off that hour. And then it's like keeping track of how long it's taking you to make said item. So if I'm if I see something and I'm like, I really don't want to work on that right now, I can just like kind of skip it and work on a different chunk instead. But then at least I have an idea of what I'm skipping and how and it will it will automatically if I skip it automatically adjust the schedule because it says, okay, well, you didn't do that. So now you have to do that here and like forces me to like kind of face the deadline piece that I I give to myself. Um you know, whether it's like a That's real really interesting. Yeah, it's re- it's really cool. It's not like a you can obviously put like if you have like work tasks or something and they do have true deadlines. But mm-hmm. like I, I have like a separate project on there just for knitting projects. Like I put all my whips on there and like a lot of them are in timeout. I call them timeout. It's like you, you basically turn it off from being auto scheduled. So I have a bunch of them turned off. And then I have like my little brioche thing and the sweater in there. And yeah. It just every so often it'll be like and then if I want to work on a, a chunk of this or a chunk of that, I just do that and I check it off and then it, it readjusts automatically. So I enjoy that. I might need to try that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I kind of like it because it keeps me um, from the biggest thing that I tend to with the hyperfixations is that I will hyperfixate and then everything else will not get done. And yep. then um, and then I get anxious because I didn't do the things I was supposed to do because I really wanted to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then that anxiety usually turns into stress and the stress usually turns into depression. And then all of a sudden I'm in a terrible place. So I, I find that if I can just keep it, um, I, if I keep that thing going and I keep it accurate so as, as to what I'm doing and accomplishing, um, like one of the things it tells me to do is on, um, you know, uh, Tuesday nights, Wednesdays and Thursday mornings is at some point in that I need to edit the podcast episode. Nice. So like it will it will just as if I keep not doing it, it keeps moving it like, OK, you got to do it here now. You got to do it here now. And it keeps like telling me like, hey, you need to do it. And it, it helps me because then I'm like, OK, OK, I can't do this right now. I have to edit the because I at this point I know how long it takes me to edit yeah. a, an average episode. Um, sometimes it takes me a little bit longer or shorter, but an average episode takes me a certain amount of time. So like about an hourish. So I have like this little hour task and I'm like, okay, I got to do that now. Cause it's going to be 10 o'clock and I will be passed. And then it, if I go past the 10 o'clock mark on Thursday, it like goes red and it like tells me, Hey, you're going to go past what you, what you wanted to do. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's cool. 
I like it. I feel like that would be really good with giving me something to do when I'm like. You don't know what to do. I feel like all of this week, I'm not going to have time to work on the desk until Saturday. Mm -hmm. It is Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do? (laughs) See, that's my problem. I am so hyper fixated on this thing that I don't have time to do yet that I can't do anything else. Mm. Like I come home, I'm doing nothing else. Mm -mm. I'm thinking about it. I'm researching it, but I'm but I'm not like being productive on it. But I feel like some something like that, some kind of tool like that would give me an idea of something else to do while I'm waiting for the time to come. I mean, research is its own productivity in its way. Unless There's only so yeah. many times that I can watch videos of how to strip things. <laughs> I, I mean, Someone furniture. may have a different way. <laughs> I mean, furniture, really. No, it's all about the um. same. <laughs> It's all about the same. Like there's only there's only so many like ways that you can do it. Like it, it all comes down to pretty much the same thing. Well, this if you're well if your research is postponing something else and you've already like you already yeah. figured it out, then yeah, yeah it can be. It's repetitive. And, it's unnecessary, yeah. but I'm I'm like immersed in it. I'll get there. Mm. What do you do after you've done the hyperfixation thing? Oh, I've got plenty. I have a my hyperfixation stagger. Mhm. Um, and I cycle through them. So I'm kind of lucky to an extent that my job has a pretty, like, it's got a routine to it. There are times like days where I'm like, okay, this day I have to get this done this day. I have to get this done. Um, I have also spent a lot of time setting it up. So my job can pretty much run with just a maintenance rather than me having to do the same thing every week. Like I just maintain it, which gives me some free time at work to like, do stuff that my head focuses on outside mm-hmm. of that, but I'm still getting everything done. Um, and I have um, everybody at my work knows because I have created a system and made it very clear. If you were adding something to this routine that isn't routine, you need to write it down and give it to me because if you just tell me, yeah, it's likely not going to happen. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> I will try to write it down too, but you know, I've got one guy that hasn't quite figured that out and he'll tell me something like right when I walk in, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, he's like, did you do this? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'll do it now, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I do the same thing with my bosses. If they're uh, t- if they're telling me something verbally, I say I I need either an email or a sticky. Gotta write or it it's down. not going to get done. But I will. I have found ways to create, make my routine almost run itself. So I do have time when I'm like, because it happens all the time. I'm at work and all of a sudden I'm like, this thing that I need to know right now and I need to like literally Google it in my yep. office while I'm like looking at it. Yep. But everything else is done. So that that is okay. Um, I've also kind of created in my own head like a reward system. So if there is like work that needs to get done, I'm like, okay, you need to get this done. The faster you get it done and the more accurate, you got to be accurate. It's got to be fast and accurate. Not only do you win points against all your other coworkers who aren't even playing this game. Um, <laughs> they don't need to know that. You're playing this game. You're the only one that needs to know. Then you have more time to do the thing that your brain really wants to do in that moment. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a racing game. 
Um, but again, you got to remind your brain that there are rules and some of those rules are accuracy and correctness. You can't just like half-ass that. Um, and then I have rules after that, like after work, okay, like today I'm going to go home and do this. And this, this is the thing that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, I can cycle through. I've got like four hyperfixations going on at the same time and I can kind of cycle through them either all in the same day or one day I'll do some, one day I'll do the other. If I get one that comes up out of nowhere that hasn't had a spot yet, um, I will give that a day so long again got to get the important stuff done first but then I give that a full day a full day for me to like do whatever the heck I need to do to like look at it and if it maintains itself past that day it gets shoved in with the other hyperfixations, and then we schedule it and it's not a set schedule because it's not like I'm a, okay this time I'm going to do this this time I'm going to do this it's just a what do I feel like doing right now I'm going to go do this thing that's I had enough five for options <laughs> and I could, it could be like 10 minutes of it. It could be all night of it. It can be like, yep, I'm going to do this until dinner time. And I want to watch this show and I can't like play my game and watch this show at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's when I'm going to knit or draw or do whatever the heck I'm feeling at that point in time. I, and I add that reward system to it. It's again, my own mental reward system that nobody else is playing this game guys. Like, so you can make up whatever <laughs> rules you want. <laughs> The biggest rules you should just make sure that are stuck in there is that if it's important, it gets done fast and accurately, and that helps. Other than that, you can put in whatever rules you want and however many points, and you can like have your rival in it that doesn't even know that they're your rival in it, but they are. So <laughs> you, your point system in your head is a Pokemon game. Kind of. Okay. Just making sure there's a rival, there's yeah, a, you point know what? System, a reward system. <laughs> it's that, a Pokemon game. <laughs> that file person over in that other town. Yeah, I'm like 800 points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really a competition. It's really not. <laughs> given the given the opponents, it's not really a competition. I, I'm ancient. I know all the things. Sorry, doing guys. It too it's long. Like, I, I kind of have the the grandfathered in. Uh, but they don't have to know that. No. <laughs> like, oh my god. No, they don't. <laughs> but that is that's that's how I kind of like do it, and it works out for me. And every once in a while, it gets into a point where I am like, none of these things I want to do right now, and. Then that's when I play my crosswords. Very good. I do crosswords. They're phone crosswords, so I don't have to erase paper. But it keeps your mind sharp and it gives you something to do. And when you get bored of that, usually you're ready to move back onto one of your other fixations. You know, the Wordle sometimes like does that for me. Yeah. Like yeah. it resets my brain. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm like, if I'm having like if a similar, a really, like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I don't know which one to do right. No, I'm just gonna, are good. Did I wordle today? Um, I'm gonna wordle. <laughs> any kind of word game is usually yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Or uh, coloring. I still have the coloring game that I go, I go into every once in a while when I'm like, love just, coloring. I know, right? And if I'm really not feeling it, I'm like, I'm gonna color. Back in the day. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't opened that in probably three years. At it's least, still on my phone. Least. I still do Same. some of them yep. because every once in a while I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know if anyone else has had this where like you're looking at something and just words don't make sense yeah. mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, I get this very one, concerned. This one isn't happening. And so then coloring is a good game or one of those like matchy games, like just something bright and calm and colorful, like a calm, colorful one. And it does. It just sort of helps you reset. Mm -hmm. And then when you get bored of it or you're like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Then I feel like it it just gives you that nice boost that you needed to get back into whatever. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you just have days where you know what you're just going to be lying there all day, like looking at YouTube or whatever the heck. And that's okay too. 
That happens to me with um, cable instructions sometimes. Like it says C4B, and I'm oh, like, Oh, geez, yeah, no, I don't four know. or two. I, I can't don't know remember. what that means. No, I know, I know what it means. I'm just, <laughs> it just like, like my brain will just like fart at the moment. And then like um, the other piece of it is a uh, brioche, like, but not yeah. looking at a brioche instruction, yeah. doing the bri- like, especially when I get to the end of a round, I'm like, Wait a second, do I go back? Do I put it forward? back forward and then if i start doing here? that i'm like you are going in timeout yeah. <laughs> like, you need to go right here we're just gonna push you away <laughs> yep nope sometimes you're looking at the pattern and you're like nah nah that's not happening right no. now my brain has said no <laughs> you're not reading today yeah. <laughs> well i think the most important thing that we're going to take away from all of this is that Sometimes your brain just don't want to do it. Sometimes your brain don't want to do it. And you got to follow that dopamine and you got to follow that fixation. And I think that's fine. Feed the fixation responsibly. Responsibly. <laughs> feed, feed fixations responsibly. I agree with that. Mm. And um, always know that. I mean, at least I always know. Old reliable will still be there. Oh, yeah. I, I will always go back to knitting. I don't have a lot of other crafts. Like, this is pretty much it. So... If I'm not feeling it, I put it down, and when I'm feeling it, I pick it back up. I don't owe anybody my knitting. It's mine. That's fair. So I need that on a t-shirt and a sticker (laughs) and a button. Give me a pen. (laughs) I don't owe anybody my knitting. That's true. I I don't know. It's true, yeah. Back back in the day, I had had this excellent therapist, the one that we used to call Crazy Bruce. And Crazy Bruce used to say, like, you know, on days when when things are really, really bad, and he was more talking not not about hyperfixation, but talking about when you know when you're really down, he would be like, sit down, make a list of all the things that like world-ending things that need to be done. Like, if you don't do this, something really bad is going to happen. Like, you you have to go to work yeah. because you 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 need to pay your mortgage. You're, you you want to get fired. <laughs> you know, things that need to be done. You have a child. That child needs to be fed. That child needs to be bathed and put to bed. And, you know, make that list of things. And some days, that list, that's all you have that's to do. All you're that's do. all you have to do today. And it's just the have tos. And I kind of look at the look at it in that vein too. It's like this is not a have to. No. This is a I should do this if I want to. And if my brain is going off in a different direction and telling me that I want to do something else, then I should not be beating myself up because I'm not doing the want to. Right. Because I don't want to do it right, right now. You you won't uh, get a lien on your house for right. not knitting. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. You know. Owe somebody this 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 sweater yeah. is for me. Yeah. It's for mm-hmm. me. And you know what? Even if if the project you're working on has a deadline, and you miss it. No one's going to die. The world will continue. It's okay. <laughs> like, you know what? So maybe somebody gets the baby shower gift a few weeks late. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's a Christmas present and not a birthday present. You know, it's it's maybe you have to tell the test person that you're knitting for, you know what? I'm sorry. Be honest. Life happens and this isn't working for me. Mm. And, you know, usually if you give them an apology, they, they are generally very understanding. Um. <laughs> But nothing is going to collapse because you didn't knit or crochet or do whatever craft you do. And if deadlines stress you out, don't take commissions. 
Yeah. yeah. Or test nits. I yeah, don't. Honestly, yeah. like, don't give it to if yourself. That's, if yeah. that's like, going to bother you, don't do it. If I you, don't. If, if you know that, like, you enjoy making things to sell, like, make them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. complete them. Mm-hmm. And then sell them. Yes. Don't, like, promise someone that you're going to do it, like, by this deadline. And then, and then you stress yourself out because you can't make it. Yeah, that's like, me. No. I don't do commissions. Don't, don't do it. Don't no. do it, friends. In fact, I go out of my way to uh, quote somebody, like, ridiculous prices because if they pay if they pay the ridiculous price then you're like okay this is worth it (laughs) yeah yeah but mostly it's just a deterrent so that you don't ask me to do things for you ma'am how how much for those gloves 40 million dollars they're encrusted (laughs) with with diamonds eight hundred and fifty two (laughs) dollars i've started doing that with my kids when they're like miss how much would it take to bribe you that i don't have to do this work (laughs) <laughs> and I came up with my top se- stop step my top step salary times twenty five years that I will be here plus my in- the cost of my insurance for those twenty five years <laughs> for when I get fired because I let you bribe me <laughs> and I'm like if you can pay that up front up I want front. it in cash up front all of it in cash no, no checks no, no checks no, I want I want no I plan. want my full salary for twenty five years plus insurance up front. <laughs> I will let you bribe me. But if you can't give me that, and you know what? Surprisingly, I know you're shocked. None of them have taken me <laughs> up on that. Them that you know, no, no takers out. yet. They're like, Miss, what if I just buy you a coffee? And I'm oh, like, wow. no. Yeah, it's totally worth it's it. Not worth it. <laughs> Sorry. Totally worth it. You know what? Right beyond this. Just For you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to say that next time. For you? No. <laughs> Yeah, and then you're going to have somebody going, what about me? (laughs) And I was like, especially not you. (laughs) Lost that guy. That's all the time we have for this week's topic. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more laughs, love, and llamas at Pardon My Stash.